T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Rick Short Jr. and his attorney Thomas DeVola have filed a lawsuit, a federal lawsuit against Cherry Hill School District over this pronoun policy. But I think it's also the broader issue of um, parental rights on just about anything or anything involving their child versus hiding that from the parents. I mean, what is the argument other than they seem to have the infrastructure in New Jersey that allows them to get away with this? So this is uh, big. It's not just Cherry Hill. It's statewide. Let's go to Rick and Thomas Devola, his attorney on Talk Radio 1210. Thomas, um, what is it that the school district in general has as a policy as kind of a defense or rationale. Phil Murphy once said in an interview something about protecting, and he never, you know, he just screamed it out, and that was it, the civil rights of the kid. Is that their defense? Right. So they're, they're framing it as an issue of da- danger of outing the students to the parents, i.e. that it would negatively impact their health or mental health by revealing to the parents. But the policy fundamentally inverts the constitutional standard by presuming that the parents are unfit to parent their kids, which, again, is contrary to what the 14th Amendment provides, that there's a rebuttable presumption that parents are fit to parent their kids. And in fact, when you remove parents from the equation and you facilitate these double lives of secrecy, which is what the policy does, that leads to poor psychological outcomes. And this has been affirmed by psychiatric experts in the field, such as from Dr. Stephen Levine, who is an expert in our case. So is this a policy that was public or is it just in some of these school districts internal until someone finds out? So the, the, these policies, this this policy is derived from the New Jersey guidance, the Department of Ed's guidance, which was issued in in 2018 following the passage and enactment of a statute. And numerous school districts, over 500 school districts, adopted this policy. Some of them have abolished the policy over the past few weeks, but Cherry Hill still maintains it. So many parents may not even be aware that this policy exists, but the boards of education were responsible for for adopting these policies. And in this instance, Cherry Hill adopted this policy in 2019. Uh, Rick Short, the dad. So, uh, Rick, what was your concern here? Is there some provoking incident that you found out? Or was this a general feeling that uh, 
It flips things on the head to have schools hiding anything from the parents. This kind of conspiracy is just out of bounds. What happened? Why did you do this? Dom, you know, you know, Dom, you're never 100 percent, right? So my son is a freshman. Uh, he goes into Cherry Hill West. Um, you know, he's having conversations with his counselor. And, you know, I, I'm 99 percent sure that, you know, you know I'm 99% sure that I, that I know my son. And, you know, so does the, does the counselor have, does the school counselor have the right to make, you know, medical decisions or, or, or change names or do whatever? I don't think they do. I mean, they, they've only known my son for a week. Um, and, you know, I've known my son for 14 years. So, I mean, th- that's the gist of it, that, you know, you have to have the, the uh, school share information with a parent. It's just absurd. So did this actually happen with your son, Rick, or you're doing this? No, in a bro- in a, you're doing this in a broader context. Yeah, I, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm doing this in a broader sense. I, I mean, there, there, there's other crazy things going on in Cherry Hill schools. Like, you know, they're they're uh, reading Doc, Doc, Dr. Seuss books and they're talking about the monkeys, the cartoon monkeys in it, that they're racist. You know, it's just there's there's some stuff going on in Cherry Hill schools that that is not good and. It's all ideologies, you know, and uh, I, I don't trust the schools. All right. Let's uh, Thomas. Uh, so federal court, uh, why that level? Why right. n- why not at the state level? Why did you go to the federal level? Right. So we, we filed the suit in the federal district court of New Jersey because of the fact that the 14th Amendment right is at stake here namely a fundamental right that has been long enshrined by the Constitution as highly regarded and protected, a parent's right to direct their children's medical decisions, which in this case we're talking about when a student expresses a desire to change their gender identity, which is fundamentally a psychotherapeutic intervention, as experts have said. So this issue is squarely within the purview of parents and should should be controlled by parental authority. And we're not seeking to exclude schools from the conversation. There should be a bilateral stream of communication, but parents need to know they need to have notification of what's happening and their consent needs to be obtained before their kid changes or expresses a desire to change their gender identity. So you're in discovery mode now, I would assume around this. You've discovered some things about this policy. We've spoken to people in the Pennsylvania suburbs where their suit or their uh, pushback, Thomas, was that the school district went so far as to white out the name on test papers coming home, things of that nature, because of what the kid had put on that he wants in schools. So how far does this go with the policy? We know what they're saying, that if the kid wants it here, we will not tell the parents do they do anything else to keep it secret? How does it remain an open secret in the school when the parents don't know? Well, ba- basically, the policy itself delineates that at, at the, 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 the school counselors, the school personnel or principals are directed to have these confidential conversations with the students about their gender identity preferences, their name, their pronoun preferences, and at, at their request, those changes will be made in all the school records, the files, the files, et cetera, so that teachers and, and other individuals will then begin calling the student his preferred, his or her preferred name or pronoun. And this information is then 
kept confidential from parents, and schools have no affirmative duty to report these changes back to the parents. So a gender identity change could occur, and this could continue for months or years without knowledge uh, on the parents' end of, of their child's change in gender identity. Uh, Rick, uh, your kids, I, I think you have uh, several, or at least one you told us about in the Cherry Hill Public Schools. How do they uh, feel about this? Uh, you know, you mentioned the guidance counselor situation. What do they tell you about it? Well, the first day of school, my son came. Uh, this is the first day of ELA, English Language Arts. And he's like, Dad, they made me they, they made me to say my pronouns. I didn't want to do it. And I'm just like shaking my head. I cannot believe it. And And they hit it, you know. They're hidden. So I, I don't know where that record went. This was this was an English class. You, you had to tell me your pronouns. And, wow. uh, you know, he didn't want to do it. So. Yeah, at least, uh, Rick, Rick you the, think the policy ought to be, insanity. look, if, if you want to change your pronouns from your biological sex at birth and you want to do that, all right, that's that's another issue we're facing here without parental knowledge. But to make everybody have to go through the pronoun, that's why I was asking you it. There's a resentment I have hearing that, that I got to go through something here that, uh, you know, if I don't want to do it, there's some penalty that it appears to be here. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, you, you have to you have to listen to what your teacher tells you what to do, right? Yeah. I, you know, absolutely. teacher says, I, I want your pronouns, everybody, and everybody had to give their pronouns. And, you know, it goes into some database, and, and I know the uh, New Jersey uh uh, DOE saves their data for a hundred years, so you know who, who gets to say it. We don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't know. You know. Well, and, I'm, a, I'm asking you questions like this because I'm trying to illustrate, and you guys know this. You're actually doing it. This is much broader than just the one issue of what they were doing here in one school district. This federal suit right. can expose the mach- the infrastructure, the industrial complex. Once you go down this path, attorney. Then you have to do all these other things. Teachers, for example, who may object to calling someone that's not their biological sex, they would get into trouble, I guess, if they don't ask and then have to go down that path. That is correct. The the guidance and as through adopted by the policy, once the gender identity changes have occurred, the teachers and other school personnel are then directed to call the student by their preferred name slash pronoun. So teachers and other personnel would be compelled to comply with those changes per, per this policy and the New Jersey guidance. So this is exactly what this part of what the Sioux challenges is this the lack of consent notification to the parents that the parents need to be involved in the matter. Well, without a and doubt. And Dom, Dom, yes. Dom, Dom, don't forget, it's also this, the school board members, too. I mean, you know, the, the, the right people to pick is Jen, Nick, and Jack, and Cherry Hill, and then to go to New, New Jersey project.org um they're, they're they're the right parent plus people you know they they care about parents rights those candidates and, and people on those websites well so they did this at a school board meeting uh thomas is that where it was passed or is this more informal uh, of what the execution of all this yes that the the policy 5756 was adopted and formalized at a school board meeting in 2019 in Cherry Hill. And this policy 5756, the language of it, 
is directly derived from the New Jersey guidance, which is the model policy that the commissioner of the Department of Education was directed to create back in 2018 following the signing of a statute. So these these policies that the schools have implemented are ultimately derived from the DOE, okay. which is why they're named as a defendant ah. in my suit. And the DOE, Department of Education, is not mandating this. It's suggested. It, it is technically speaking non-binding guidance. However, most schools adopted it thinking it was mandatory following its That's issuance. Right. And although some have recently abolished it, many schools still have it in place. And again, it's, it, it, its contents are unconstitutional given the fact that it, for, it compels schools to conceal this information from the parents. Absolutely. Well, please uh, keep us in the loop as this develops. I know it takes a while for the lawsuit. Will we, do. We'd be happy to have you back. And Rick, thank you for doing this. I think it's long overdue and it may have repercussions well beyond your own uh, child and the school district. So thank you. Okay. Thank you, Dom. Thanks thank you guys very thank much. Thank you very much. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.